good to be back in God's house. Look with me in Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. I also uh, remembered choir practice will be Saturday morning. Is that right, Brother Norman? 10 o'clock. Okay. Uh, Brother Paul Buck will be here. Uh, this is our music director for the uh, revival service, and he'll be getting ready for uh, the revival music and be in prayer for revival. I'm excited, looking forward to it, and uh, I want to encourage you to bring your family, bring your friends, uh, invite anybody, everybody that will come, uh, drag them here, uh, not against their will though, but uh, drag them here anyway. I was drugged to the church house many times growing up, but uh, even against my will, but uh, I'm thankful for it, and I'm thankful for that, and so y'all be in prayer for revival service and pray that God would give us a true, true, real, uh, heartfelt revival. And uh, I know I need it. This starts with us. Colossians chapter 2 and in verse 4. <clears throat> and this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit. Join and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And ye are complete in Him, which is the head of all principality and power. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, bless the reading of Your Word. Give us understanding of it tonight. Give me what I stand in need of, Lord, as the teacher this evening, to speak Your words. And I pray Your will will be done this evening. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Verse 10, he said, And ye are complete in Him. I want to look at that phrase. I want to think about that thought, complete in Him. And I want to talk about that tonight, being complete in Him. And of course, in Him is Jesus Christ. In Jesus, we can be complete tonight. Uh, when we were born into this world, we know that we were born... Under the curse of sin, every one of us was born as sinners, and there are things as we are born in this world that we lack. There are things that we need. There are things that we will desire. There are needs that we will have. Uh, we're going to have voids in our life, and we're going to need those voids filled. And a lot of people in this world, they're filling it with the junk of this world. But what everybody longs for is that true relationship with Jesus Christ. And no man can be complete unless they give their life to Jesus Christ. The only way to truly be complete and become complete in life is to put our trust in Jesus. The word complete in the Greek means to make full, to fill up, to be fully furnished. That means that you have everything that you need. You can get filled up, you can get fully furnished in Him. In Him do we get filled. In Him are we fully furnished. In Jesus is where we receive everything that we need in this world. If we are lacking today, it's because we're going to the wrong place. 
But if we are going to Jesus, we are getting everything that we need. We need to understand something today that Jesus can provide for every need that we have. He can, he can satisfy every longing, every hunger, every thirst. Jesus can give us everything because, because, notice what he said in verse 9, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Why is it that we are complete in Jesus and in Jesus alone? Because in Jesus dwells the fullness of God. In Jesus dwells all the things of God. The word fullness in the Greek simply represents the sum total of all that God is. That means God put everything that He had in Jesus. When we see Jesus, we see God at His greatest. Because God put everything in His Son, Jesus. It pleased Him to give Him all power, to give Him all authority, to give Him everything that He needed so that we can one day be complete in Him. God put everything in Jesus. That's why Jesus is the only way. That's why He's the only way to salvation. That's why, that's why He's the only way to get filled up tonight. It's because God chose to put it all in Jesus. Everything that you need of God, you're going to have to get through the Son. And so many people go to God, but they don't go to God the way God desires for them to go. Friend, there's not but one true way to go to God and get what we need from God, and it's through His Son. Why? Because that's what God chose. And God put everything of who He is and all of His attributes and all of His greatness, He put it in Jesus. So if you're in Jesus, you're in God. And the very moment that you got saved, not only did you get Jesus, but you got God and you got all of Him. You got every bit of Him. The Bible said you are complete in Him. The very moment that I got saved, I got everything that I've ever need. In this life, in the life to come, I got it all that day when I was 13 years old and I got saved. I was complete in Him. I was complete in Him. Friend, I don't need anything else. I don't need anybody else. I am complete in Jesus. When we come to that time and that place that we accept Jesus as our Savior, that very moment we are filled with the fullness of God. I want you to look in Colossians 1 and 19. And the Bible said, For it pleased the Father that in Him should all fullness dwell. All of the fullness of God dwells in Jesus. When Jesus dwells in us, then the fullness of God dwells in us as well. That's a pretty awesome thought, isn't it? Now I want you to look in Ephesians chapter 3. Look in Ephesians chapter 3. Hold your spot there in Colossians. Look in Ephesians chapter 3. <clears throat> verse 19. And to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. And now what it's about being saved is that we're filled with the fullness of God. Now I want you to understand something, and I want us to get this tonight. Uh, when you're saved, you get everything that you'll ever need at that very moment that you meet Jesus. Jesus comes in you and He dwells in you. And if He dwells in you, then the fullness of God dwells in you. So everything you will ever need enters into you at that very moment. Now, a lot of times we don't experience all of that, do we? 
because we learn. And it takes time. And a lot of people think, well, it takes time. If I'm saved ten years, maybe God will give me more. Maybe God will give me more. At the very moment we get saved, we get all of God. God empties Himself into us, and we get all we can get of God. But there are times that we must grow into that fullness. And a lot of times that we think, well... Once I'm saved 10 years, then He'll give me a little more. And I'm saved 20 years, He'll give me a little more. Friend, I got it all when I was 13 years old. He gave me everything when He gave me Jesus. I got everything when I got Jesus. I got the fullness that day. But as a child of God, I grow into the fullness of God. And I experience the fullness of God every single day. That's why we can't quit serving God. Because the more we serve Him, the more we get into that fullness. The more we experience who He is. The more we realize how great He is in our life. Because the longer that we serve Him, the sweeter He grows, right? It gets sweeter and sweeter and sweeter day by day because of the fullness of God. It's not that God's getting bigger, because God's always been big. It's not that God's getting greater, because God's always been great. But we're getting closer to Him. And we're able to walk in Him, and we're able to enjoy the fullness of God. Now, he is writing this letter, Colossians chapter 2. He's writing this letter to this church because they are having people that are around in the community that are teaching heresies. And the church at Colossae, they were a great church, a good church, but they were under attack. The heresy was all around them. The Apostle Paul is trying to warn them. You look in verse 4. He said, This I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. Look down in verse 8. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Paul is warning them of the dangers that are around them. But he's also reminding them that they have what they need to overcome this. They have what they need because they got everything of God the very moment they got saved. And the fullness of God dwells in them. And so he simply reminded them, look, you have everything you need to overcome this because the fullness of God dwells in you. If Jesus is in your heart, then the fullness of God is in your heart. Isn't that an awesome thought? He said everything you need to overcome this town is deep down inside of you. But this is what it's going to take. And he begins to point out some things. And I want you to look in verse 6. And we're just going to point out a few things and we'll be done. Of what they did to get into the fullness of God. Notice what he said in verse 6. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. There in verse 6 we see a continuation. He said, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, as you got saved, as you trusted in Him, with that same faith and that same trust and that same knowledge, you walk with Him. Just as you had enough faith to trust in Him to be saved, you have that kind of faith every day to continue to walk in Him. Now what did He say back in verse 9 or verse 10? We are complete in Him. What did he say in verse 6? So walk ye in Him, in Jesus. As you therefore got saved, as you had faith enough for Jesus to save your soul, every single day you're going to have to have that kind of faith 
to walk with the Lord and to continue through these trials and these tribulations that are going to come your way. Let me tell you something. I wish that the very day that I got saved that I could just experience everything that I'm ever going to experience. But the good news is it doesn't happen that way. It gets better. (laughs) Every day that you walk with Jesus, it gets better. It gets sweeter. How do I enjoy that? How do I experience that? By the same kind of faith that I had when I said, Jesus, I'm lost, dying, and going to hell, and I need to be saved. With that same kind of childlike faith, I wake up and I put my faith in God, and I begin to walk in the fullness of the Lord. Let me tell you something. This is a continuation. This is a going forward. Listen, child of God, we should never go backwards. We should never sit still. We should always go forward. He said, you go forward. You continue to walk in Him. As God's people, we are to never sit still. If you're sitting still, you're going backwards. As God's people, we must continue to walk forward. We must continue to go forward in Him. That's, the, that's, that's it. In Him. In Jesus, we walk every single day. I'm not, good Lord willing, what I was yesterday. And I pray that I am more tomorrow than what I am today. Because every day we have to continue to walk in Him in order to enjoy the fullness of God. And the more you walk with Him, the more you're going to get to enjoy God. And the more you're going to get to experience who God is. Notice what he said in verse 7. He said, rooted and built up, there it is again, in Him. That's a secret, ain't it? It's in Him. Whose Him is Jesus. He said, rooted in Him. That word rooted means once and for all rooted in Jesus. We read that Psalms 1, I believe last week or week before last, about being like a tree planted by the rivers of water. We are to be rooted as God's people. When we get saved, we're to continue in that walk, but we are to set roots down. And we are to be rooted. You say rooted in what? He said it, in Him. In Jesus is where we root. That's where our foundation is. I want you to know that as Christians, we are to be rooted in Christ from so that we can be prevented from blowing away. And the Bible said in Ephesians 4.14 that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. There are so many things out in this world that can carry us away from the truth of God's Word. And that's what he's talking to this church about. Because there's heresies out there like crazy, and he's trying to protect them. He said, look, if you're going to continue in the fullness of God, you're going to have to get rooted in Jesus. You're going to have to put your roots in Him so that He can establish you. And when our hearts are rooted in Christ, friend, I want you to know that's a firm foundation. Okay? And not only is it a firm foundation, but your roots, as we talked about last week, those roots are deep deep down in Jesus getting and drawing the nutrients that we need to survive. Because if you shut the roots off from its source, it doesn't have anything to survive off of. Because by the roots, a tree, that's how they're getting its nutrients. That's how that tree is growing. That's how it's prospering. It's because it's drawing from the ground. Friend, when we root in Jesus, that means we are drawing from Him. That means every strength that we need, we're getting it in Him. Every every grace, every every time we need to forgive somebody, we get it in Him. 
Every time that we need enough love for somebody because they've been horrible to us, we get it in Him. In Him. Every time we get down and we get low, that encouragement is in Him. Because we're rooted. And because we're rooted in Him, He is filling us with everything that we need. I've heard it. I've heard it. I've said it. I don't have what it takes. I don't have what it takes to keep on going. I've gone far enough. Friend, if you have Jesus, you have everything it takes to keep on going. Because you have the fullness of the Godhead bodily in you. That, that just boggles my mind. That I have the fullness of God in me because Jesus is in me. That means greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. That means I have everything that I ever need in this world deep down inside of me. If I stay rooted in Him, I can draw from Him. As Christians, we don't draw from this world. We don't get our strength from this world. We get it from Jesus. We get it from Him. We get it from the shepherd. Notice what he said in verse 7. He said, rooted and built up in Him. Built up. Now, the foundation is Jesus. But upon that foundation we build. And in the tense here, it simply means something that is in the process of being built. Not past tense. Not that we've already built it, but it's in the process of being built. And the Apostle Paul talked about that, where he talked about the foundation that was laid, and he said, I'm building upon that foundation. Now, the rock is Jesus, okay? He's the foundation. He's the firm foundation that we can stand on today. We're rooted in Him. And now we build upon that, that firm foundation. That means we grow in the Lord every single day. That means we are getting more and more from Him every single day. You know what that means? That means we're growing in Jesus. We're growing as Christians. We begin to grow in Him. It's the process of being built up. We are being built up in Jesus if we are becoming the Christian that God wants us to be. Let me tell you something. There was a girl in Texas, and I loved their family, but they had a little girl. And I, I think about that time she was 12 or 13, and she was about that tall. No bitty thing. Beautiful. She just wasn't growing. I took her to the doctor. They didn't know. Didn't know what was going on. It concerned them. She's not growing. She's not growing. She's not growing. What's going on? They they sent her to Houston, the children's hospital. They got her they got her going. They got her shots. They got her treatments. They got her going. It brought great concern when that girl was not growing properly. Let me tell you something. Jesus is the foundation. We are to grow upon that foundation and we are to become better Christians every single day. We are to grow in Jesus every single day. And sometimes as that little girl's growth was stunted, if you will, sometimes as Christians our growth is stunted because we're not being built and we're not building up what God wants us to build up into. As Christians, we are not to be the same as we were the day we got saved. Today we should be more spiritually mature. We should be more apt to have faith and trust in the Lord. We should be closer to God today than we were yesterday. And we ought to be closer to God tomorrow than we are today. That is growing in the Lord. We should never be satisfied with where we are. When you get to the point and place where you're satisfied with where you are, that's just like that little girl that can't grow anymore. If you're satisfied with where you are and I'm satisfied with where I am, I will never grow anymore because I'm not building anymore. Every day we are to be built 
up in Him. We are to grow in Him every single day. How do we grow in the Lord? Well, first off, by being obedient to Him. When you're obedient to the Lord, you'll grow in Him. When you get in His Word and you, you get in a, a strong prayer life and study life and a witness life and you begin to witness and you begin to, to worship how you're supposed to and, and we submit more and more to Him every single day, the more we do that, the more we get into the fullness of God. And we're being built up. We're being built up. It's a process every single day being built up. Being built up. We're a work in progress. I've heard it say, I ain't going to that church. They got hypocrites there. Huh, I want to go. That's where I want to go, amen? Because I'm a hypocrite. Let's get honest. If you find a perfect church, don't go because you're going to ruin it, amen? Huh. There's nobody perfect but one, and His name's Jesus. And we're here to be built up in Him and be rooted in Him because He's the one that's perfect. Every day, understand that we are a work in progress. Don't ever get satisfied with where you are in the Lord. Notice what he said. Rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith. Established in the faith. That means to be settled. We are talking about the wind of doctrine and being just thrown away. There are so many people that are so easily strayed. They're so easily taken away from the truth. Paul told him, he said, look, you're going to have to get rooted in Jesus, you're going to have to get built up in Jesus, and you're going to have to get established in your faith. You're going to have to grow up. That's basically what he told him. You're going to have to grow up as Christians. Because there's going to be some heresies and there's going to be some hard times that you're going to have to overcome. And the only way you're going to overcome them is you're going to have to get established in your faith. As Christians, there comes a point in time that we got to get established. And we got to quit letting little anything, any little old thing get in our way from serving God. We got to get established enough where we can overcome that mess. And we can continue being built up in Jesus. Notice what he said, established in the faith as ye have been taught. How do you get established in the faith? By the teaching of the Word of God. How in the world were they going to be established to be able to overcome the heresy that was being preached in the community? They were going to have to get in the Word of God. And they were going to have to learn the doctrines that God taught. They were going to have to get in the Scripture. And they were going to have to learn the truth of God's Word. Let me tell you something. It's not the preacher's responsibility to know the truth. It's your responsibility to know the truth. Well, if the preacher knows it, that's enough for me. No, sir. No, ma'am. You need to know the truth. And I need to know the truth. And every one of us needs to get grounded in the Word of God. And if we don't become grounded in the Word of God, then any little old couple comes in here with ideas, we'll just jump on their train and we'll take off with them. Friend, we've got to get established in the Word of God. And we've got to be established in our faith. What year? 18 that this church was established. 1863. Isn't that a blessing? How in the world do you go over 150 years by getting established in the faith? I just imagine 150 years, there's been a lot of times that heresy was knocking on the door. I imagine 150 years the devil was knocking on the door a bunch of times. How do you overcome that? By getting established in the faith. And praise God, look at what God's doing today. 
because people were established in the faith and were able to overcome it. Friend, it's still coming today. Heresy's knocking on the door today. The world's knocking on the world today. The devil wants to get in this place. How are we going to overcome it? By being established in the faith. By tapping into that fullness that dwells inside of us. Man, that's awesome. That Godhead dwells inside of us. It's all there. we got everything we need in Him. Notice what he said in verse 7. Abounding therein with thanksgiving. And I'm going to finish on this word. i got one more scripture I want to look at. Look in John 7. Abounding therein with thanksgiving. I love that word abounding. Because it talks about, uh, it refers to overflowing banks. When you think about abounding, and basically what that Greek word represents is a river that is flooded that the banks of that river cannot control it any longer. That the banks of that river is to the point where it's just bursting forth. It cannot contain any more of the water, whatever it's there to hold. It means to be over and above. It means to be more than enough. And he said you need to be rooted. You need to be built up. You need to be established in the faith and you need to abound. You need to be filled up. You need to be over and above. Therein with thanksgiving. John 7, verse 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Isn't that awesome that day? We get the drink of living water. Jesus filled us up. Notice what He said in verse 38. He that believeth on me... As the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Why? Because of that fullness that's in us. <laughs> we're abounding. That means we're bursting at the seams of the fullness of God that dwells in us. That means when we get to the place that we're supposed to be as Christians, that means we're abounding in that thanksgiving. That means that God is so so full in us and our hearts and souls are so full. If y'all ever been here, y'all know what I'm talking about. Where it's just so good to be saved and it's so good and you're experiencing the joy of your salvation that you've just burst at the seams. You ever been that way? Where you're just about to pop because God has been so good? Friend, when you get into the fullness of God, we are abounding in Him and that means that we're just like the riverbanks that can't hold it all in, and it's just we're bursting forth with the fullness of God because God has been so good in us, God has been so good to us, and now He's being good through us. And that means we're bursting forth. That means the things that He has poured in us is not only in us anymore, but now it's bursting forth into our neighbors and our family and our friends. And now not only is God blessing us, but God is blessing others through us. Because of His fullness that we can't contain it anymore, we've got to let it show. We've got to let somebody know that Jesus has saved us. As Christians, we ought not let anybody keep our mouth closed. And we ought not let the devil keep our mouth closed. I love it when somebody says, Preacher, I can't help it, but i got to say something. Brother, say it. 
We ought to be bursting forth inside. We ought to be getting excited about what God's doing in our presence. We ought to be on fire about what the Lord's doing because we ought to be so full inside that we're bursting forth to share with the world what Jesus has done for us. I'll tell you what, I love, I love, I love worship. I love praising God. I love having thanksgiving and being thankful to the Lord because, friend, we can thank Him every day and we still hadn't covered it all. Friend, God has been good to us. He's been good inside of us. He's been good through us. And that fullness dwells within us and we ought to be bursting forth. Last Sunday night or Sunday night before last, I I helped poor old Will out. Man, poor Will, he was up there singing by himself. and We sounded like mourners out here, you know, and and just barely singing and mumbling along. And I'm going to be honest, I'm guilty of it all the time. And I'm going to say this, shame on me. Shame on me. Shame on me that I can't pick up a hymn book and shout on my lungs, victory in Jesus. Shame on me that I can't get excited about what God has done in my life and in this church. Shame on us. If we can't praise His holy name, you say, preacher, I don't know how. He ought to be so full in us that we're just bursting forth. That's where it comes from. It's not on the outside, it's on the inside. That's where it starts. That's where it matters. It's in the heart of man. And when you get right in the heart of man and that part gets right and it gets full, you start bursting forth. I love to enjoy my salvation. I love, that's why I ask y'all to smile every, y'all smile, y'all smile. We ought to be able to smile every day. We got a reason to smile. When we can't pay our bills, we got a reason to smile. When all the kids are sick, we got a reason to smile. Why? Because we're abounding with the fullness of God. Man, we're just bursting forth. Cathead, that's awesome. That the fullness of the body, of Godhead bodily dwells within us. Man, let's walk in it every day. Let's be rooted in it every day. Let's be built upon it every single day. And let's abound. Let's burst forth with the goodness and the praise of the Lord. David, over and over, he praised the Lord. He praised Him. He praised Him and praised Him. He was vocal. He was quiet. He praised Him every way you could praise Him. How come? Because God was good to David. God was good to David. Let me tell you something. God's been good to you. He's been good to me. Let's praise His holy name. Y'all have anything to add to this, discuss tonight? Any questions?